Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life. Because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about recent important news. And there's a big one out today. With us to talk about is Paul Gill. He's CEO at Lomico Metals, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol LMR. For our friends in the US, it's on the QB under LMRMF. And for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under DH8B. Now, before we get to the interview, for those of you who knew the story, it's going to be a lot of you. Lamico is in the midst of proving up a very high-grade graphite deposit. It's the La Luta Flake Graphite property, which is just 120 kilometers north of Montreal. It's got an indicated resource, about 18.5 million tons of 3.19%. That's just in the, in the graphene battery zone. New drill results came out a couple of weeks ago uh, from the, the refractory zone that doubled the strike length of the new high-grade zone, hit about, just, I mean, about 88 meters of 7.14% uh, and more great results today. Paul, let's talk about it. Welcome back. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on. Well, congratulations on this morning's news. I'm going to touch a little bit on the first drill hole. It was only one hole that you released, but it's an important one because it set the edge for this deposit. So let's talk about that one, uh, the importance of it for people to really understand at home in layman's terms. Yeah, it's very important. We had uh, two very good holes in in 2016, 14.5% over 110 meters and uh, 135 meters of 7% uh, plus. And that was uh, uh, a very good result. But that was right at the end of our drill campaign. Now we've started another 21 holes. And the first hole reported happened to be the um, one furthest, almost furthest away. So we're looking at uh, that very significant chunk. And, and beyond just the 7% section, there's another section in those results that are high grade uh, in the teens. And that's really the stuff we're looking for. But that is 450 meters away on a southeast trend. So the, the both deposits, the graphene battery zone and the refractory zone, run northwest to southeast. They're about two kilometers long, it seems wow. now. And uh, what we're doing for the rest of the drill results is we're reporting in between the two high-grade um, results we've already reported. So it's a really great situation. We think we have a, a very significant uh, discovery here of graphite, and it's not located in Mozambique or Sri Lanka or Madagascar. It's here in Canada, good old Quebec. Well, let's talk about some of the results today then, those four drill, the, the next four holes. You know, what kind of numbers were you, were you hitting, and, uh, and does that – did that meet your expectations or exceed your expectations? Because obviously you guys were very confident going into this. Yeah, I would say right now it's meeting expectations. We're seeing 110 meters of 5% uh, approximately. We're seeing another chunk of about 45 meters of 7%. We have uh, 21 meters of 17 
uh, uh, 11 meters of 15. Those are the kinds of numbers that you need to really prove out tonnage and grade because both are very significant in this situation. You want to be able to prove, uh, prove up a nice high grade uh, large tonnage deposit. And, and kind of define high grade for people at home because let's face it, most people watching at home, as you said, a deposit in Montreal is different from a deposit in Mozambique in terms of grade and things like that. So you're talking about some, some nice percentages there. Uh, what is, you know, how, what, what's almost the baseline that you would have been happy with you know, or that or that a project would be viable at and how much higher above are you that than, than, than normal? Yeah, right now, uh, we've the baseline, the least acceptable is about 5%. That's where uh, you have uh, Nouveau Mons in there for, for about uh, 90 million tons, I believe, of uh, 5% with a core of a little bit higher. Um, you've got Northern Graphite with a large deposit, but it's a little bit lower grade. Uh, Mason graphite is up around 17% on an average, and that's, uh, that's one of the highest grades in Canada. Um, but you look at uh, companies like SRG over in Africa and uh, Syrah, they're looking at um, you know, 5 or 6% over a large tonnage. Graphite 1 up in, um, up in Alaska, uh, you're looking at some very decent grades up there. But again, location is everything. So yep. you've got to have the right um, graphite mix of tonnage and grade and location. Because really, you know, if you have something that's located at the end of the earth, uh, it's going to cost a lot to get that um, transported over. And it's also a risk. Political risk is a reality in this world. We have to understand that. And it's very important that if we have a, a supply, if we're supplying electric vehicle battery materials to uh, companies that are depending on it, um, they're going to want to guarantee that we can deliver the material. And if you're located in a location where there's political unrest, you just can't co sign contracts like that. I mean, don't think yep. Tesla would want to sign a contract with someone who might or might not deliver. So, because well, it's not that critical to them what the price is. It's not the issue. It's about uh, the, the guarantee that you can get the product. And the last time I looked, 120 kilometers north of Montreal seems to be pretty politically stable to me at the end of the day. Uh, well, yeah, right near the port of Montreal. It's a, a half-day trip down, um, you know, and, and don't forget that Imaris Carbon and Graphite's already proven that they can operate for 20 years at 7%, 7.74%, uh, 7 and they only had 5 million tons. So there's a, and there's a lot bigger market coming here. I mean, remember, there's 71 mega factories being built around the world, five or six in North America. But those five or six are going to require at least two or three, if not four mines uh, in North America to supply uh, the factories here. We're certainly not going to get material from China. It's, um, it's getting uh, its supply from Sri Lanka and other places like that. And, and it's chewing up internal uh, supply. So I think we've got a very nice road here. Um, that's paved ahead of us and all we have to do is pr prove that we've got um, some high grade high tonnage and uh, have low sulfur content because low sulfur uh, content helps the deposit cost we don't have to put lining on the uh, the tailings pond we don't we can use the waste material for road building 
some of the issues in some of the other deposits in Canada is the is the sulfur content. So I think we're we're we've got a lot of check marks here. We just got to get to uh, the resource in the next little while here, and it's coming up fast, and we'll be uh, we'll be set uh, to get right into the pre-economic. And and that and that's what I want to talk about. So you you you've obviously got some great results in terms of grade. Uh, by your own account, you talked about mega factories going up all over the world, including North America. So how confident are you that La Luther is, is even going to be able to support this, this burgeoning, massive growing industry? Do, will you have, do you have the tonnage? Will you have the tonnage? How do you feel about that? Well, think about this. This is something I want people to think about. We've only drilled two of 12 anomalies on the property. This is just the start of drilling. I mean, we could spend 10 million drilling so still not get to the end of it. So we're not doing that. All we're doing is proving up these um, two areas so that we can get a, uh, a world-class deposit out of two out of 10 anomalies. So yeah, what we think we can do is in, have a very high grade, very large tonnage uh, per year mine. If we get to a million tons a year, uh, being produced, that means at a 10% level, we're, we're producing 100,000 tons of concentrate. Well, that, a, a very high grade concentrate, well, that's a good deposit. 100,000 tons, and if you're making $500 per ton, that's $50 million a year. That is going to be able to pay for your CapEx. So that's kind of, you got to have those goals in mind. You have to know um, where you're headed with this uh, project and you know and I I've seen this before I've seen very good projects before on the copper side with Norismont I think we're there I think we're getting to the point where we can prove uh, everything that we've been working towards and uh, that's going to be a great day for shareholders and for for new investors you mentioned that you're in the middle of a 21 uh, hole drill program you put out five holes now uh, you got 16 more to come. I'll ask you two questions there, which is, what's the ETA for the other 16? And then once you've got those in, do you think at that point you'll have enough information on hand to know what you've got in terms of size, uh, you know, in terms of mass and grade, just for those two zones? Yeah, I think that um, we're going to get all those results out by the end of May. That's our target. Um, you know, we had uh, 2.8 kilometers worth of uh, uh, material to uh, to assay I think we'll uh, be able to prove exactly what we what we wanted to which is uh, a resource in double digits uh, both in tonnage and in grade that is going to be a, an eye-opener because the only other one that's in both uh, double digits in tonnage and grade is mason graphite and their market cap is 75 million whereas our market cap is um, somewhere around three or four million. Okay, so that sounds like we're gonna have, we're gonna, you're gonna, that sounds like you're gonna be back a lot in the month of May because we're already a few days into it uh, and you yeah. got 60 more holes. If everything comes back as planned, what, what do you do at that point? Do you, uh, you know, do, you, do you start reaching out for potential, you know, for potential supply agreements and saying, look, this is what we got, or do you gotta keep, you wanna keep drilling? What's the plan at that point? Yeah, I think the, the number one goal is to uh, get the financing done for the PEA after we have a resource. So that'll get lock us in as to uh, getting, uh, getting the road paved. And then at the PEA stage, we're definitely going to be able to reach out 
and uh, and talk to companies in both uh, sides of the market here. Um, people who are upgraders and people who will be able to take that material upgrade to spherical graphite for electric vehicle anodes or electrodes for steel making or for other other potential uses we'll be able to do a full assessment of how, what the value of of the material coming out of the ground is because if you convert to graphite anode that material sells for ten thousand dollars per ton now not all of the material we have is going to be able to be doing that but if you, even if you do 10 or 15 percent that's a nice return and then you look at um, electrode material well that'll that'll sell for the 15 uh, to 2000 and then you've got other material which uh, will sell for a little bit less so i think that um, at the end of that once you have that picture and you have um, you know an idea of where your high grades are vis-a-vis -vis the surface uh, the surface, you can start a plan about where you want to dig first and, and put that into a PEA and uh, put the numbers out with all the infrastructure, the cost and, and the potential um, profit. And we're looking at, you know, we want to get a 25 year mine life minimum on this first PEA. Then we're going to the next level, which is let's drill out some of those other anomalies and uh, and prove this out you know even at 25 million tons of material at 10 percent you're looking at a multi-billion dollar project so that's the goal here we're not looking for penny pennies here we're looking for dollars paul safe to assume that the battery market is going to be the market you're going to be aiming at and if so there are a lot of people aiming at that market what do you think is going to differentiate you guys well first of all you know we don't have to be the only one here uh, there's going to be a lot of mines required. Uh, number two, look at the size of this market. I mean, you've got an F-150 coming out that's going to be electric soon. An F-150? I mean, just imagine that. Uh, the, you know, it's a almost... A lot of people like, won't be able to imagine that. They'll be like, that's the bastardization of F-150s. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the guy saying, uh, I don't know, get a rope. You know, you can't have an electric vehicle that, uh, that's a truck. But you know what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And uh, this market is turning. It's getting bigger and bigger. By 2022, we're going to see more and more people in the market. It's really going to take off. I think everyone out there just thinking about it now is, is contemplating uh, electric vehicle as their next vehicle, especially in Vancouver. We've got um, gas prices that are going through the roof. And if Jason Kenny uh, locks out British Columbia, you're going to be running for, <laughs> you're going to be running for electric vehicles at that point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's just a, a reality. People, consumers base their decisions upon their personal circumstances at the time. And if circumstances dictate getting electric vehicle, well, they're going to start thinking about it very hard. I mean, there's, and it's not just a Tesla, there's Prius, there's Volt, there's other ones. And, um, you know, when you think about it, um, do we really need all of our vehicles to be long range vehicles? We don't. We don't do more than 50 kilometers a day, most of us. You know, it makes sense to have yeah. something that costs 2 or $3 a day to charge and runs almost with no working parts other than a, a couple wheels a turn. Man, that's a great situation. Um, low maintenance, you can't go wrong. And I think that's a decision that consumers are going to be making day in and day out in the next year or two. And that's why I love these interviews, because, you know, press releases tell one story, the technical details and things like that. But 
when you come on and add the context as to the market and why the market's going to be a certain way and letting us know that there are four or five mega factories going up just in North America alone, right? It just, it just paints such a better picture. So I, I know, uh, you know, you got, you got on to, with us today because the press release just went out, you know, a few, a few hours ago. I appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, congratulations on what you achieved so far. And, you know, we're looking forward to having you back. Don't go too far because you can be back a lot in the next, uh, in the next three weeks. So, Congratulations, Paul, and, and looking forward to seeing you back with more great results. Thanks very much, George. You've been watching Paul Gill. He's CEO of Lamico Metals, trading the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol LMR. For our friends in the U.S., LMR MF, and for our friends in Germany on DH8B on the Frankfurt. For those of you who want to do more due diligence, get to Agorcom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Read the profile information. Take a look at this interview again. Watch the previous interview that we've already done and then go ask questions and you'll get your answers right there. Plus, we got a link over to Lomico's website if you want to do even deeper due diligence. But Paul's giving you fantastic information, a great head start. Make sure you take advantage of it and do your due diligence. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.